재미와 지식의 오디오라이프 팝빵 And continuing International News Digest, the U.S. Federal Reserve earlier this week uh, finally embarked on its long-awaited interest rate hike. Uh, they also signaled more aggressive moves uh, in the coming year. Uh, it was a widely expected interest rate hike. Uh, there is still some concerns, especially in countries like South Korea, uh, worried about uh, capital flight, uh, the uh, burden of household debt exacerbating, and the real estate market as well uh, taking a dip. So we're going to get some analysis on how uh, the U.S. Uh, and its uh, monetary policy decisions can potentially affect the rest of the world. Joining us from Open University in the U.K., Senior Lecturer in Economics, Alan Shipman. Hello. Hello. Well, thank you so much for joining us, sir. Uh, Yellen also remarked upon this, Janet Yellen. uh, This is a vote of confidence for the strength of the U.S. economy, this uh, rate hike. Would you agree with that? Yes, certainly. I think all the world's central banks are in a situation where they would like to start raising interest rates to show that they have their economies have fully recovered from the 2008 crash and the recession that followed. Only the United States is really in a situation where they can do that. And they even had to wait a year after their first rate hike um, before this small increase that they've just made. So they are saying that their economy is now strong enough to begin to return to the normal level of interest rates. At the same time, there is a warning in this because uh, the Federal Reserve is very much saying the U.S. economy is expanding already and the plans of the new administration might expand it too fast Mm -hmm. uh, through the tax cuts and the spending increase. So interest rates have to rise to make sure there isn't too much demand and the return of inflation. In your your view then, this was... uh this December rate decision was purely based on the fundamentals and uh, there wasn't any sense that, oh, well, we talked ourselves into a corner saying that we're going to have to uh, start tightening before the end of the year. This was pretty much a a by-the-books decision. Yes. um, I think it's a decision which they were looking to make for some time. Um, They they raised rates and then they paused, and they paused for over a year. And I, I think that's partly because... There were good signs from the economy. There wasn't uh, an inflation problem re-emerging. But it's also they were quite worried about the effect of higher interest rates on U.S. borrowers and on borrowers in the rest of the world, and Mm -hmm. they didn't want to move too fast. Um, But I think what the Fed is also doing is, is to a certain extent, sending a warning to the incoming administration. They've indicated that there might be up to three further increases coming quite soon in the next year or so. Right. And they're really using that to tell Trump and his uh, new team, don't expand your fiscal policy too fast. Don't run too big a budget deficit because the economy is growing quite nicely anyway. In terms of the, from what we can understand to be uh, the uh, incoming uh, Trump administration's economic policy, in, in what facets of the uh, the fiscal policy are we talking about? Are we talking about the infrastructure spending bill, which is kind of this bizarre mix of sort of public-private uh, schemes or, or the massive tax cuts or, or the other issues involved in terms of uh, what the, uh, the various, I suppose, economic advisors of Trump have been bandying about? Um, There's certainly concern about that combination of tax reductions and expenditure increases on infrastructure particularly. I mean, the issue there is that more demand is introduced into the economy immediately through the infrastructure spending and the lower tax rates. 
the supply side boost from that, from infrastructure, comes only several years down the track. And so there is a danger of demand moving ahead of supply, the classic cause of inflation. Um, there are worries about some other aspects of Trump's policies if he goes ahead with what he hinted at on the campaign trail, especially the protectionism, because um, not only does putting up tariffs against other countries so a bad sign for the world generally, the possibility of a drift back towards protectionism, but also in the U.S. case, if there's increased internal demand and you're also not allowing some of that to be vented on uh, imports, it adds to the risk that there will be significantly higher inflation calling for more rises in interest rates. So when we talk about the much reported upon three rate hikes envisioned for next year, that's not necessarily set in stone. A lot of that might be messaging and perhaps even just kind of nudging or kind of even pressuring the current, the incoming administration to sort of go on a more sort of sober and, and uh, uh, rational path. Very much so. I think that is the Federal Reserve saying this could happen. You might get these significant increases in interest rates if you are a bit too optimistic with your fiscal expansionism. Um, and it's, um, it, it's sending a particularly tough signal to the Trump team because there have been members of that saying, look, we've got these low interest rates, and that is why we should be embarking on this really very large infrastructure drive because the money is free and therefore we should make use of it. If as soon as they arrive in office, interest rates are rising and the cost of borrowing therefore isn't free, they're going to read that badly and they might actually react against the Fed in some ways. They've already been talking about a little bit more uh, congressional control over the Fed, chipping away at its independence. They might be more motivated to do that, but the Fed is very much into safeguarding its independence and avoiding that sort of restriction. Right, and I, I believe the majority of the world's opinion would uh, probably want to side with the Fed on that issue. Uh, you mentioned how um, economies all around the world would love to have their uh, economic situations be such that they can also raise interest rates. We just had a recent uh, central bank um, meeting here in South Korea. They decided to hold rates steady, although there is now certainly upward pressure because of the risk of capital flight, and they do need to keep their interest rates at at a somewhat higher level in terms of the margin over the Fed's rate. There's a lot of instability in South Korea, as I, I'm sure you're well aware with the political situation. But uh, what do emerging markets like South Korea have to be concerned about, do you think, going forward? There's been a long, uh, an unprecedentedly long phase of near zero interest rates um, set by the U.S. and by the Europeans. And essentially that has meant uh, a good time for emerging markets that want to borrow um, governments and private sectors. So there's, there's been a lot of emerging market borrowing that wouldn't normally take place. And um, emerging markets as an asset class, which um, investors like to treat them as, have done very well uh, over the past eight years, really, since the financial crisis. As soon as interest rates start rising globally, then the money that moved into emerging markets to try and get some sort of higher return starts to return to the more traditional investments in North America particularly, possibly also Europe. And it's at that point that emerging markets may have a problem if there is too much debt, either public or private sector. And almost every large emerging market has a lot of debt somewhere. In in, in South Korea, it's particularly the household sector. In China, it's um, real estate investment and corporate 
borrowers more generally have run up a lot of debt. Um, and it does have implications. If they have to start raising their interest rates to match the American increases, it begins to cause more debt problems for those large-scale borrowers in their own economies. That, of course, can react on the United States. And it does mean another thing that the Fed has to factor in mm. is if it raises rates too fast and it starts to slow down growth in large emerging economies, that's bad for the United States economy. And it may be another thing that forces them to go slow. But certainly in a, in a globalized world, the Americans are raising interest rates for large parts of the globe whose economies are linked to the dollar. And they have to watch that. Uh, make sure they don't have too much of a negative impact. Bottom line, uh, we are certainly then within uh, in the era of tightening, at least from the uh, uh, Federal Reserve's uh, perspective. I uh, wish we could talk about this issue further, but uh, unfortunately we did run out of time. Uh, Alan Shipman from Open University, thank you so much for joining us. Really appreciate it. Thank you for having me on the program. Thank you very much.